My name is Chandler Malone, and welcome to the latest episode of Be Atento, helpful tips and stories from some of today's most successful entrepreneurs and investors. Be Atento is brought to you by Atento Capital, a Tulsa-based venture fund focused on driving returns through early-stage venture investment and local economic development and job creation. Atento is Spanish for helpful, careful, thoughtful, conscientious, and polite, as we seek to embody these characteristics to all of our stakeholders. Today, we are extremely excited to welcome Martin Lean, founder of one of our most recent investments, RespondFlow, to the podcast. Martin, welcome to Tulsa. How, how long have you been in town for now? Yeah, thank you so much. It's actually been just two weeks today. Left Oklahoma City right after quitting my old job and drove straight to Tulsa into the new house in two weeks on the mark. Amazing. Take me through some of those emotions that you kind of experienced being able to stop working and be able to go full time and pursuing what your current dream is. Absolutely. First off, I got a amazing send off from my previous company. It was very, very nice. And after just turning in the keys for the old place and driving to Tulsa, I think on that highway between Oklahoma City and Tulsa was truly like the emotional grasp of like, wow, this is full time now. This is truly chasing it. How are the other guys on the team feeling? Yeah, no, they're actually in the same boat. Right now, Peter was full-time straight out of college back in January. Matt and Austin also quit their jobs that Friday and kind of went full-time ever since. It was amazing. And then getting to move into the awesome space of 36 Degrees North downtown that following Monday, I think when everybody parked our cars there, it got real. (laughs) Yeah, it's been great so far. For all of our our listeners who aren't super privy to RespondFlow, could you give us kind of a high level about the company and what you guys do? Absolutely. The easiest pitch I got is MailChimp for SMS. The idea is to allow businesses to communicate with their customers through a local 10-digit phone number where the customer can both text back and call back and actually get connected to a business representative, kind of replacing the whole unpersonal aspect of five-digit text. Who would your ideal customers be? So right now, we're seeing a lot of multi-location retail restaurants, especially due to the coronavirus situation. We've seen a lot of restaurants using us for really pivoting fast into doing curbside pickup as well as delivery. It's been super interesting to see how our customer base has shifted a little bit after the situation shift. Amazing. Take us through kind of founding the company and how long the company's been around for. Uh, Founded the company back in January 2019. The idea was a typical result of needing it myself, but not finding a solution. While I was with my previous position working with a sales team at a medical device startup, we were having great success with getting leads from Facebook and a lot of customer interest where the customers were very, very validated and very interested in the product itself. So interested, in fact, that they shared a lot of their personal information, scheduled calls and got really deep into the the onboarding and the sale of it. But when it came to actually connecting with those customers, we were having a harder time. And that could have been a result of the older population that was represented, but it could also be, and what we assigned to is the fear of robot callers. When it came to connecting with them, we started trying getting our sales team to sending a personal, just soft introduction where the person could send, hey, my name is Martin. We have a call scheduled in an hour from now. Very, very excited to speak to you. And we instantly went from 9% to 27% conversion rate just from that. 
However, it was still very manual. And being able to connect with the customer at a manual level took a lot of time. So with my background working with omnichannel chatbot and AI startups and building customer success flows through automating the customer service, I had a little background in the industry and I knew that there was a lot of options to automate it and to code solutions ourselves. However, I was shocked to find that there was no code solution for building this from a personal phone number that the customer could text and call back to directly. I did customer like did industry research for probably three to four months, and there was absolutely nothing on the market that could cater to us. So got with our current CTO, Austin Graham. He was currently pursuing his PhD at that time. And kind of just, I, I still remember the day myself. I was at the airport in Newark, had already done months of market research, but didn't still know if it was truly feasible. I was at the airport, called up Austin right before I was about to fly home for Christmas. And during like a 20 to 25 minute call, we basically landed on the fact that we had to build this MVP. And when I got back from Norway, then got to really dig in deep on the product itself with Austin and onboarded the rest of the co-founders as well, Matt and Peter. And we launched a product in late June, early July. We saw instant market traction and actually reached break even just two months in. Could you maybe fill us in on some of their roles, what they're going to be up to? I've been incredibly fortunate with the team that I get to work with. We can start with our CTO, Austin Graham. He was actually the youngest professor in OU computer science history at the time. When he was pursuing his PhD, he graduated with a master's degree in machine learning and a lot of specialization on sentiment analysis, which helps us tremendously when we focus on enabling businesses to communicate in a very personal way. And then we have Matt Morph, who is our CMO. He's helping us out with all of our marketing and our web development. He had previously worked with large firms like Ferrari and Amex and Buffalo Wild Wings through a marketing agency in New York. And ultimately, we have Peter Daggett, our head of sales. He's been absolutely killer and probably the reason why we're still here right now, especially through the early months of the grind of just like teaching customers the, the value prop and, and getting people onboarded in a, in a great way. He's got an awesome background in just being incredibly competitive. I mean, he's a three-time NCAA gymnast champion. He definitely has the, the background in, in never giving up. You talked about kind of seeing an opportunity in, in terms of building a no-code solution that was not previously on the market. Could you talk a little bit more about some of these things that differentiate RespondFlow from their competitors? Absolutely. The biggest thing there was, of course, being able to automate it. There were competitors on the market that let you use a local phone number or just text enable your landline, but it didn't really fix the initial problem. The problem was still that you couldn't automate the initial sales touch and just have your sales team focus on inbound or on the service side, offer the help and only help the ones that were interested through text messages and actually do so from the representative that had the context and the background of that specific individual. And of course, the only other way to do so was to code your own and using the VOIP APIs, aka the phone providers of the internet to build your own. But you would have to have a development team. And just from what we found, even just trying to build the MVP ourselves, like it can take up to six weeks to just build a static solution. There was no way for, for instance, a large company with a marketing team to build out the 
perfect customer route or the journey and then get it coded, put in the market, test it, iterate and change it. Because if you wanted to change it after you had implemented it, you have to go back to square one and you would have to go get a meeting with your development team, have them kind of take down the current process, change the script, recode it, relaunch it. And at that point, you have iteration number two. And maybe that's not even good. And you get to iteration number five, you could be half year down the line and you still don't have the perfect solution. With us, the marketing team can be the ones in charge, not having to code it themselves. Everything is very intuitive through the interface, allowing them to set up the communication in a human way, which is kind of our motto, just humanizing the, the texting and allowing businesses to text with their customers, not at them. No, that makes a ton of sense. I, I know you guys just recently closed around the funding and a decent percentage of our listener base is early stage entrepreneurs. And so being able to get some transparency and understanding what that process looks like from an entrepreneur's point of view, I think would be really exciting for a lot of people to hear about. So if you'd feel comfortable, would love to hear you share what that process was like for you all. Yeah, absolutely. I know I would find a lot of value in hearing kind of how the process is myself. So would love to share more on that. I guess the initial process starts with when you realize you need funding. For us, we built this not intending that it was going to be as big as what we're aiming for right now, but more just as a side hustle. That's, that's what it started with. But when we saw the initial traction, it became obvious, wow, we, we really need funding for this to get as big as what we want it to be and become synonymous with text message marketing worldwide. And for that to even happen, we, we had to have that mental shift from bootstrapping to then seeking funding. And I was fortunate that I had great mentors who had previously taken me through the process and I had some exposure to it. But if you haven't already, then of course, that, that would probably be my first advice. Find someone who has been through it. Contact somebody who has either just sought fund funding or somebody who is a VC or somebody who has exposure to it, like yourself, where they could get that information on what is the customs, what is the typical way, what is the best way to get in touch with people. But just from my end, what I've seen be most effective is getting introductions. And it might be hard or it might be scary as somebody who's never sought funding before to have the audacity to just approach an investor who obviously has a busy, busy lifestyle and a busy time, but and pitching them on the idea. So just getting an introduction or reaching out at all. Most investors are more than happy to even just discuss the idea of funding your startup. So just get out there and, and start talking to some people, but be prepared for a long process. I mean, we had that real aha moment of requiring funding to get to the, the end goal back in November. And I mean, we just now closed the funding. Like we, we went through a long process where we had already seen some traction, but that's usually not enough. Even though you're completely sold on it and the idea might be the best thing out there. It's still a matter of just getting all the data points collected, getting it represented, getting it put together in a easy to digest way to the point where an investor can also see that engagement and enthusiasm that you have yourself. And we've been incredibly fortunate that we got the ability to go through an accelerator that put us in front of a lot of different investors. We definitely wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't go through an accelerator like the Thunder Launchpad 
and getting help from mentors like Erica and Chris through that. And it's, I think that's, that's a big aspect too. If, if you are in a stage where you have never sought funding before, going through an accelerator like that can be life-changing. Really appreciate all of that insight from the time frame to the value of being able to educate yourself through an accelerator program and building a network as well. I'd love to hear for you. It can obviously be really risky to start a company and essentially leave what you're doing. What character traits do you think that you have that made you feel less afraid of that? Or was it just the business that you felt so confident about? Or what gave you that comfortability with going to be a full-time entrepreneur? I would say it's really not just one thing. I think it, it is a perfect storm, right? I've always been confident in the idea from the very start, from when it was obvious that it wasn't being met by the current offerings. And we saw that traction early on, but it was more just like, okay, we were bootstrapping. We were still not at a point where we could go full-time. But ultimately, I think the biggest benefactor there was having a team. I see a lot of founders who might go at it alone. And it's, it's a lot more scary that way. And honestly, I have a lot of respect for anybody who is a solo founder who's been through it. Previously, I had several projects that I worked with where I might have gone at it alone, but it didn't really see any traction until we got together with a team and a group of people that complemented our skill set. Right now, I was incredibly fortunate that when the idea first came to mind and I got together and I already had that network of really talented friends who ended up becoming my co-founders and we got the chance to move together and live together and be the stereotypical startup house where we had the KPI board on the TV on in the living room. We would get back from our day job. We would sit down on the couch and just get to building. And that's truly where it comes down. Like I've been confident with the team the entire time, but growing together for a year and seeing that we've made it work, bootstraps, like implementing or adding funding, at least logically set, should only catapult that. Ultimately, I would say it's the team. Team is super important. Before we wrap up here, you know, I'd love to give you an opportunity to sound off to our listeners and share things that might be able to be helpful to you all. Do you all have any open roles or positions that you're hiring for? Are there any types of customers who might be listening that you would like to reach out to or anything of that nature? Yeah, thank you so much. So right now we are, of course, finally funded and we are hitting the gas hard. So right now we just hired on an amazing UI UX developer who's helping us with launching our V2. And we're still seeking a mobile developer as well as a backend developer. We're also rapidly filling a customer success specialist role where they're going to help us find success for our customers and helping our customers get the best out of our platform. So if anybody feels like that is attributed to them and they want to be a part of a fun group that wants to really change the world when it comes to communications, definitely reach out. You can reach me at martin.leon at respondflow.com. I review any and all resumes that come across my board and believe that everybody has a, has a chance to grow with the company. Amazing. Any last things that you're super excited for for the rest of this year at all? Yes, absolutely. I mean, right now it's getting the chance to grow with the environment that's here in Tulsa and get to move in with the kind of growing ecosystem that's here right now. And it's exciting to see the kind of support that you can get here in Tulsa, both through 36 Degrees North and through what you guys are doing with the Tento. 
And I would just encourage any and all founders who's looking to build and grow their team and company that there are an incredible amount of technical talents. There's an incredible amount of support. Last but not least, in 36 degrees north, the facilities and everything is just world class. So would just definitely encourage anybody to move their company here and keep growing with the environment that's already here. We're super excited to grow with you together as well. Thank you so much for your time, Martin, and looking forward to see see what comes in the future for Flow. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening in for another week of Be Atento. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere where podcasts are streamed, and you can follow us online uh, across any social media platform at Atento Capital, um, and you can find us on our website at atentocapital.com. Special thanks and huge shout out again to uh, Rant9 Productions for uh, helping us with uh, our entire podcast series. Thanks so much and looking forward to talking to you guys next episode. Mm-hmm.